if that stuff ever popped up, this is how it would get funded faster than everything. Genetic splicing for ED and making your dick bigger. <laughs> that, boy, that would sky. Oh, and for, and for, for hair, the top of, more research would be more money would be poured into that than cancer research. What's up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Laser Comb Podcast, your favorite podcast where two 90s kids comb through classic television with a fine tooth laser. That's right. I'm one of your hosts, NeoCal. And I'm the other guy, the Siege. Mr. Siege. Today, me. today we have a special finale to our sci-fi originals run of shows mm -hmm. here on Lasercomb. And uh, I didn't know this show existed. It's a little something called Stargate Universe. <laughs> Destiny. The design is clearly ancient. Launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. Where the hell are we? Several billion light years from home. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. This ship could be the most important discovery mankind has made since the Stargate itself. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. We've got a lot of wounded. We need to get home. We barely have enough power to operate the main systems. This ship simply doesn't have the capability to dial Earth. Could you please stop people running around activating every bloody system they can get their hands on? I will. Our reserves are gone. All of our power is gone. Our trajectory has changed. What are you talking about, Rush? Lieutenant, what the hell is he talking about? Not only did it exist, uh, it had more than one season. Uh, it had two. And uh, let me tell you the reason why it had two seasons is because it was given when the uh, show was contracted. The creators of the show have gone on record for this. Uh, when the show was uh, contracted, it was uh, promised a 40-episode run. Oh, cool. By Sci-Fi Network. Um, okay, so they went in knowing exactly how many episodes with, there were going to be. With the option to renew. And Sci-Fi ultimately decided uh, during halfway through the second season to cancel the show because the ratings uh, plummeted as the series went on. Couldn't imagine why. Now, Stargate Universe is... Uh, the, the episode we're talking about this week is episode 19, which is the 19th episode of the first season. Incursion, part one. And it originally aired on June 4th, 2010. Now, the thing with Stargate Universe, and... Okay, I, I have to admit, <laughs> I, I, really, I really like Stargate Universe, but it's a show that um, very much... It, uh, poses the question of who is this for because uh, okay because uh stargate universe marked a grand departure compared to its predecessors stargate sg1 and stargate atlantis in terms of tone and storytelling this show is much more serialized than any previous stargate show it's also a lot darker it kind you know, of this uh, is some dark themes going on here uh this show uh kind of uh abandoned the uh as i i think i've referred to it before as the like um playful adventureness of uh of stargate sg1 and stargate atlantis so it's getting real now 
it, it abandoned that. There is like no levity to this series whatsoever. It's very inspired by uh, battle sci-fi Battlestar Galactica a reboot from the mid 2000s. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, doesn't start- have that fun ad- adventure. Oh boy, I wonder what's on this planet. <laughs> uh, no, no. no. St- uh, this show was very much inspired by the tone of the sci-fi. Uh, 2003 Battlestar Galactica reboot. Um, that kind of alienated a lot of fans. Ah. So when I say I really don't understand because who this, that was hype shit at the time, the the Battlestar Galactica reboot. It was, yeah, but uh, it was it wasn't um, the show was the, this kind of tone wasn't why people liked Stargate. That's a good. That's a and good so, point, my dude. <laughs> and so, uh, there, the show did have its fans. I was one of them because um, I, for the most part, am kind of. I, I I like the franchise. I like the technology around it. Um, I, I I think you can do a lot with this concept. Uh, it doesn't necessarily just have to be like fun and adventury and like jokey. I think you could do a a lot. So so what you're saying is you didn't. You were I, you're okay with the change in tone, for to, to something uh, much more darker and lacking in levity like this. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, a lot most fans by and large weren't. Uh, so the show kind of alienated uh, Stargate fans, but also it doesn't really. This show doesn't really appeal to new fans either because it is so steeped in stargate lore that you need to have like Ah. a pretty firm understanding about what's going on so in this episode you notice that two characters body swapped i did and i thought i was just being insane (laughs) i'm sure that was probably confusing as all hell right one might say (laughs) (laughs) a little uh, so there are. Um, I'm like, the, why are they? Ch- why are they killing this poor man? <laughs> uh, so, uh, and that's my point. So how that uh, how that goes about is there's a device uh, called the ancient communication stones. Yep. Now there are these two. These were introduced in Stargate SG One, and it allows two people to body swap uh, essentially, or not essentially, quite literally, body swap. Uh, even is it across like a temporary like, thing or like a. Even across vast galaxies, like different galaxies. Oh, so there is. Oh, in uh, during we covered. Wow, so uh, there is like um, what's it called? There is um, what's that atomic um reference called when two atoms or two things are like connected and bridged by any amount of space? Um, uh, quantum tunneling quantum entanglement ah i got there folks i'm glad you did because i had no idea where you were He's going like, with what the that fuck is this guy talking uh okay so there's like a weird quantum entanglement where people can switch bodies like, even across galaxies and across, is it instant across galaxies? It, it is yeah so these That's were actually wild. these were introduced in stargate sg1 during the the ori story arc and actually allowed uh um Daniel Jackson and completely blanking on her name right now, but Claudia Black, uh, it allowed right. them to actually visit one of the planets uh, off in the Ori galaxy. 
like looking just, at summary of it like here and it's it's high concept sci-fi like i'm trying to follow i'm watching the the summary of like the episodes and seasons here yeah. um it's high concept sci-fi like just based on the summary not the episode <laughs> i could really <laughs> get into this lore the um the the villains in this episode the lucian alliance are another thing that was introduced in uh the later seasons of sg1 so if you're not like super familiar with star like stargate lore then i'm following you you're gonna be lost i'm following this with you now who is this for yeah because you need to be a stargate lore master a stargate fan but to follow this the plot but it's shot and meant to be more dramatic and intense like battlestar galactica wait yeah so like I said, so it, it's not really going to draw in new viewers because new viewers are going to be confused because it's so steeped in Stargate lore, but also existing fans. It, it doesn't really appeal to most existing fans because it's such a departure from what uh, what had come before. Again, mm-hmm. I was always fine with it. I re- actually really like this show, but um like I said, it's it's a show that was kind of doomed doomed from the start. It was very um, I, I applaud what they were trying to do with it, but it was um, it was kind of a, in hindsight, it was kind of a wrong headed. It was wrong headed from the start. That's fair. And, and, and it goes to show that it's just you can't just go. Here's a sci fi show. Everyone loves Battlestar Galactica right now. They'll love this. It's they're very uh, separate, right? Like very not often um i guess it's not often that star wars fans are big fans of stargate and battlestar galactica and doctor who right like right people usually have one of those things that they really like um and in fact there tends to be that kind of um we've talked about this a lot uh never i don't know if it's ever been on a on an episode but we've talked a lot like privately about how um people like gatekeeping their type of geek dumb yeah <laughs> right like stargate versus uh, i was gonna say stargate versus star wars versus star trek stargate does not have a hand in that battle <laughs> no no and um uh, uh someone like me i'm a big fan of star trek and stargate yeah but also Ed don't really like Star Wars or Doctor Who, so I know. <laughs> sh- shocking! How dare <laughs> I know? So many people just like unsubscribe. Yeah, I was right gonna say, can you that. imagine being a content creator and saying out loud that you don't like Star Wars and Doctor Who? Ninety percent <laughs> of people that just <laughs> flipped us off. I'm not but, saying there's anything wrong with those franchises. I'm just saying they're not really for me. They didn't jive with you. Yeah, and um. So that that's why there's a demise for Stargate Universe. Yeah, it was uh, it was doomed from the start. It was doomed from the start. Um, now, to give a little bit of backstory as to what this show is actually about, um, Stargates, you die to dial a Stargate. Uh, addresses within a certain galaxy are uh, seven seven symbols, seven chevrons. Uh, to dial to another galaxy it's an eight chevron address and at the beginning of this show they discovered the existence of a nine chevron address 
Oh. Which the, the ninth Chevron, as we find out in the first episode of this series, dials this particular gate on this ship, which is called Destiny. Oh, now, it dials a gate that leads to a ship. Yeah, it's the first of its kind uh, in, in this series. They'd never... There, a Stargate being on a ship was previously thought to be something impossible because it needs to be in a fixed location. Just... Because just by the nature of like how stargates work, like they're they're based on constellations. Right. Okay. So on a planet, you can move a stargate on that planet because the planet, it, the its planet trajectory is, and its star is is the still same. in the same place. Yeah. But when it comes to moving between systems, that can make a problem because then, and you can take a stargate. Uh, it, it's been done. You can take a stargate to another planet. But once you do that, the address changes. The address changes course, to, ma yeah. to match where it is in the in that particular galaxy. So, ah. okay, so, so you're not like uh, taking your phone number with you. <laughs> exactly. The gate itself is just a device. The location yeah. is what's important with the chevrons when you dial in. Yeah. And so, so arguably, if you took and assembled the Stargate through another Stargate, it would have the same address as that planet Stargate. Yep. Actually, there was a... Um, uh, they ended up finding out that there were two Stargates on Earth in SG-1, and that created problems. Because... Was... Because sometimes... It, it, this was a plot point in, I think, a maybe Season 7 episode or something. Uh, because the gate that they have at the SGC was the one that was actually brought there by Ra, like, thousands of years ago. But Earth, it turns out, actually had a Stargate originally that was, I think, found in Antarctica, and the Russians right. actually took it. So, and once they started powering it up, uh, when people were trying to dial Earth, sometimes they were ending up in the uh, dialing the Russian Stargate, and they're like, uh, shit. <laughs> Greetings, comrade? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And they wouldn't know that unless the Russians contacted them or the people trying to contact them went, yeah, we talked to somebody else. Yeah. So it's kind of like an extension number, and dash ended, one or dash two onto the end. And it ended up being a, um, they the, the Russians and uh, the SGC ended up uh, developing kind of a adversarial but cooperative relationship, sharing the Stargate and sharing technology. Interestingly enough, the... Um, the 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 Russian liaison was a Russian uh, general named uh, Chekhov. He was played by Gary Chalk, uh, voice of Optimus Primal <laughs> in uh, Beast Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. Fun little tidbit. So seven gate addresses uh, can be uh, are powered by the what's a device that's known as a DHD, a dial home device. It's what you actually like dial. It, it's it has a bunch of symbols on it and you press them to in a certain order to dial a particular address the or the sgc doesn't have a dhd because again it turns out that the that that stargate was brought there by raw the actual earth's actual dhd is with the the earth gate with uh the russians the um the the dhd is what powers the stargate uh if you want to dial an eight gate address you need more power you need the power of a zpm and to dial this single nine gate address to get onto the ship destiny requires so much power that they actually have to draw power from a planet's core 
So that's what's happening at the beginning of this series is uh, a character played by Robert Carlyle is uh, his name's Dr. Rush, um, kind of a Machiavellian like uh, guy. He was like he was simultaneously one of the main characters, but also kind of villainous mm-hmm. at the same time in this show. He, he definitely had his own agenda. Uh, he was he, he had set up on this planet to uh, the facility to try and dial this nine gate address that he had discovered. The, the actual address had been discovered by a character named Eli, the, the, the young guy in this episode. Yeah, yeah. The, the young, very not military guy. Was uh, this the, um, the he, guy that was like, oh, sorry, I'm watching this YouTube video. Hey, we're, we're being invaded. Can you, can you put your phone down? We, we need to leave. And he's like, oh, just, just, just one more ge- like film theory video. And like uh, they end up like leaving in the middle of the the fight. He was the guy who ended up who was um, when uh, the the young chick Chloe gets injured. He was the one who was uh, kind of helping her along. Yeah, um, I had weird uh, questions about. <laughs> he was the person who actually discovered what the at the nine gate address was. He discovered it by in a very last Starfighter type thing. He was playing essentially a Stargate MMO and kind of cracked the code and was uh, recruited by the Air Force to uh, to join the Stargate program. Stargate MMO. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. Uh, so Dr. Rush, this character, Eli, um, Chloe, who is the, was the young chick who, as I mentioned, gets wounded in this episode. Uh, she is the daughter of a U.S. senator who is in, who is kind of the government in charge of like the uh, government oversight of uh, the Stargate program. So them and a bunch of military people are on this planet, like about to fire up this, uh, trying to figure out how to fire up this nine gate address. Um, they get attacked by a group called the Lucian Alliance, who actually are in this episode. They're the, the main baddies of this episode. They attack the planet. Um, the planet is, uh, starts to go, starts to become unstable. Um, from uh from attempting to dial this nine gate address they have to flee because uh, all their ships are destroyed they're like oh dial us to earth and uh dr rush instead of dialing them to earth he dials the nine gate address without telling anyone and so they go into the stargate and end up flung onto this ship which is called destiny now destiny we find out is uh it's an ancient ship it's the most like ancient ancient piece of technology they've ever encountered huh you find out that this ship's mission the ship's actually sentient um oh that's cool uh and this ship's mission is to seed the universe with stargates it's a it, it it's the ship that deposits stargates all over the universe across multiple galaxies was this doing this autonomously or yep. has it been on? Oh, it was. So it without a crew, it's been just going around like making Stargates. Yeah, yeah uh, <clears throat> manufacturing and depositing Stargates um, for uh, literally millions of years. That's cool. And then they just pop up on it. Yeah. And so they end up getting stranded. Uh, they can't uh, dial back to Earth um, as a plot point for them to communicate with the SGC on Earth what uh they end up using these ancient communication stones um uh colonel colonel young i think his name is he's like the leader uh he ends up using it to go and talk to general o'neill in this episode yeah yeah i saw that yeah 
And so um, they can use, see, I had originally thought the only way to communicate was um, by swapping bodies. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what he does to go and uh, talk to uh, um, General O'Neill. What they do in this show is a lot of the times, and they actually don't do it at the beginning of the show when um, Dr. Rush and Colonel Telford, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, yeah. are body swapped. But normally when uh, someone swaps bodies, what they'll do is they'll just shoot the, the, the actor in that scene. So if like, say, so if say like Daniel Jackson is body swapping with like some random guy in another galaxy, when we're over in that other galaxy, instead of showing that random guy per, like acting like Daniel Jackson, they'll just show the guy who plays Daniel Jackson. Okay, but then some, so... but then sometimes like you'll they'll see their reflection and it'll show the 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 what the body that they are inhabiting actually looks like. Okay, okay, I I had figured it was like something like that just to make now that the 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 viewer knows what is going on, so they don't have to act like the other actor or character they right. just have that actor come in and being them but the viewer is supposed to know that they're actually in in another in another body. body and so like the person they're talking to isn't seeing them they're seeing that the, the body that they're inhabiting but the viewer is seeing them yeah exactly yeah 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 okay yeah yeah i i once it once i had figured that out i was like oh okay like this is this is how they do the the communication thing and that's right. kind of interesting because then it means you can't just like you know like you know uh hail this ship and like do this communication extremely long distances has to be done through like soul swapping right which i i don't know i i think that's really cool and i might steal that idea for for something oh there you <laughs> go um so to talk about this episode in particular mm -hmm. uh the episode opens with uh colonel young about to kill who he thinks is or who looks like colonel telford but is actually dr rush in his body who has been brainwashed by the um uh by the by the lucian alliance mm. or maybe i have that backwards i i i don't know i can't remember anyway anyway one of them one of them is one one bad guy in other guy body. <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips and Robert Carlyle are body swapped for the first little bit of this episode. And Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Colonel Young, literally kills him in an airlock uh, because it turns out he's under some kind of weird like brainwashing technique. Yes, yeah, and everybody's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Hey, don't do this. Hey, like, think about this." And that's the the first point of tension in the episode. And the episode just starts like right out of the gate with that. Yeah. No pun intended. Right out of the, <laughs> right out of the gate. Yeah. And yeah, I was following that. I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever they're doing. And I, I guess he waits a certain amount of time for like, I don't know the logic behind it or if there's a precedent on the show, but I did notice that like the, the, the person in charge who ordered this, right? Um, he's kind of counting down and waiting for like clinical death almost. Right. Or waiting for like, um, because when you, they take the oxygen out of the chamber, um, oftentimes it's not like a matter of somebody like choking and then they're just gone. The heartbeat slows and breathing slows. And maybe it's that near death state that he was trying to reach. Right. Because they do end up managing to revive him. 
I thought it was funny that they immediately started with uh, chest compressions instead of um, mouth to mouth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, well, it's you know what he needs. You're not restarting his heart, but what do I know? I only have like very basic level first aid. (laughs) But apparently it works. So Lou Diamond Phillips is revived and his brainwashing is uh, is broken. Yeah, it it bled out of his nose because (laughs) when you're starving for oxygen, you bleed from your nose. If I've known anything about media and TV shows and movies, it's that when you use psychic powers or your brain is being purged of some evil thing, you bleed out of your nose. Mm. or something i don't <laughs> now i believe in this scene like it, it it looks like lou diamond phillips but it's actually supposed to be it, it's actually dr rush uh it, inhabiting his body yes it it breaks the brainwashing uh lou diamond phillips tells colonel young right away he's like hey the lucian alliance are coming this is what they're up to and yada 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 the british are coming yeah from there so uh immediately like everyone is like really sus uh colonel young is like okay like we gotta we 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 gotta prepare for this attack and they're like hey you're just gonna believe him how do you know that the brainwashing is actually uh broken and he's like just don't worry about it just just trust me don't worry about it what are the odds that he just pretend that the brainwashing is worn off (laughs) (laughs) um so Back over on another planet, the Lucian Alliance have a, a Stargate of their own. They're drawing power from the planet's core to try and uh, dial this nine-gate address. It ends up destabilizing the planet. Planet goes boom. They have um, they have Colonel Telford over there with them, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, but in Dr. Rush's body. Yes. Um, they decide to attack right away as soon as they... Uh, figure out that they've been they've been made essentially um they dial the gate they go through when the gate uh when um uh when colonel telford in rush's dr rush's body goes through the gate it severs the connection and they're back in their own bodies oh so that's what i was going to ask what happened there so if this instead of them dying or whatever if something happens with the technological process of the body swap you just default back into your body yeah that's nice yeah you don't die or anything um you just uh if something goes wrong you just uh the the connection severed and you just swap back that's nice so uh i don't know if you know this off the top of your head because this came out like a decade ago um let's say two people body swap and one of them dies is the other per- I, I assume the other person is stuck in the other person's body and well no i think i think they still go back because um Ooh. and i can't i can't remember for sure but i i think it's actually happened i think it happened in sg1 and the other person just like showed back up in their body which kind of sucks for the um the person who actually died because it's like well they their their life is now over because of the actions of someone else of someone else inhabiting Be- their body okay so you're connected to your body so if two people switch and that other person's an asshole and kills themselves they go back to their body yeah and, and you're dead regardless of what you did yeah i i'm pretty sure that's how it is i, I could be wrong but um so you gotta tr- there's some level of trust you gotta establish there you, Presumably, you, you, you got to hope that the the other person is uh, not a uh, maniac. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an absolute maniac. Yeah. 
Uh, so they go through, and it ends up being this um, be, because the the uh, the the crew of the Destiny, the um, the Air Force, the Stargate team, uh, because they knew that this attack was coming, they prepared, they set up like a perimeter around and secured the the gate room. So the Lucian Alliance is there, um, is there in the gate room, basically, and they take they take hostages and. So it's, you can't it, stop someone else from dialing in? Uh no, not uh not not this gate. Uh the other uh Stargate shows like the uh SGC had um had a thing called the Iris. Yes, the Iris, that's it. And the the Atlantis gate had a shield. Um there's nothing like that for this gate, however. They also mm, a big so. a big theme of this show too is them not really understanding how anything on this ship works. I kind and, of like and kind that. Of, and kind of just uh, figuring it out as it goes along. I like that theme. Uh, one of the tabletop RPGs have been running. Um, the theme is finding like technology and figuring out how it works and making use of it, even when the players right. have no idea how it, it works. So like, I'm really, I jive with that theme really well. Uh, so Colonel Telford ends up, Lou Diamond Phillips ends up, um, they think uh, th they know that he's back in his own body, but they think that he's still on the, the Lucian Alliance. They think that he's still on their side, that he's still under their mind control, even though he isn't. So he leads a team to mm. like go out and uh, uh, meet with uh, the uh, crew of the Destiny, um, and he actually like he uses a control panel to um, knowing that the the that his uh, his friends will be able to detect that a uh, computer console came on and that was his way of like saying right, hey this okay. is this is where we are this is where we're going that's what he's <laughs> yeah that's where it started falling apart for me okay okay i'm with you i'm with you okay so um there's a big standoff one of the hostages that the lucian alliance has is um the medic i can't remember what her name is um she's uh, very clearly pregnant the actress was actually pregnant uh, at this time, um, if I recall correctly, I think the baby is actually Colonel Young's. Okay. okay. Even though Cur even though Colonel Young is married, I don't know. It was kind of it was a it ain't nothing it, but a thing. <laughs> it was a very CW esque plot point, in my opinion. Right. 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 <laughs> very CW esque plot. Yep. Now, when the the uh, Colonel Telford's uh, uh, team of uh, they main chick who's like the leader of this uh the lucian alliance she's like you can have uh six people he's like oh i need 12 she's like you only get six so they go out uh to and they're intercepted by um because colonel telford like activated this console and the sg team knows now knows where they are they're intercepted but one of the dudes is just like burned alive by a ray of light oh can you help me out uh there? no i no i can't because i can't i i think it's actually the ship defending itself because as i've said uh they end up they don't i don't they don't know this at this point but i think they end up if i recall correctly they end up finding out eventually that the ship is sentient because they're going up to a sealed gate this is very much a, a sci-fi um whenever people are fighting like ship to ship gates will close to not only seal off a chamber in case there's a hull breach but also when there are invaders yeah. And I had viewed that as like a systems defense because they were trying to get through the door, I think. Yeah. And like a, a 
energy ray like disintegrated this guy. Yeah. And, and I so was like, wow, what a, every, what a way to go. <laughs> every Everyone was confused by it. Colonel Telford was confused. Uh, he ends up talking to uh, the SG team and he's like, was that you? And they're like, no. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Death Ray, huh? Well, see ya. <laughs> well, see you later. See you later. <laughs> and that's pretty much what uh, what Colonel Telford does. He's like, uh, big gulps, huh? Cool. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got from that. He was like, that wasn't you? No. How did that happen? You don't know. Cool. All right. Oh, well, see you I, later. <laughs> I, I guess I'll still pretend to uh, to be under this chick's mind control and uh, just go back and uh, tell her that that wasn't you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there, there's as I mentioned, there's some stuff with Eli and Chloe again. Chloe, the daughter of uh, U.S. senator in charge of oversight of the Stargate program, he ends up dying in the first episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Or maybe not the first. He dies early on in the series. I can't remember exactly when, but it's either like the first episode or like within the first like two or three episodes. Right, right. Okay, okay. So she get there. There's like this little subplot with them where she gets hurt and Eli's like helping her along. It doesn't matter. It. it I, oh, that subplot. Okay, okay. So I didn't understand their relationship. I thought they were brother and sister at first. Nah, right. he he's super into her, and she's super into someone else. It's one of those type things. Oh, I could tell that like right away, and it's weird. The, but I the, got the, like the chubby, the chubby nerdy guy is like really into the like beautiful lo- young beautiful chick. Who, you don't say <laughs> who, who is uh, not into the chubby nerdy guy at all, but is actually into the big like hunky like military lieutenant. No. <laughs> <laughs> plot a plot point we haven't seen anywhere else before never heard of that um and not only not even plot point just real life just i was just gonna say like what like people being attracted to attractive people instead of unattractive people right my word um (laughs) but i get i got the impression that this guy's like binge watching uh dr dr carter's no um yeah dr carter's like youtube channel and he's like, oh, oh, one, one more minute. Oh, oh one he, more minute. He was watching a uh, Daniel Jackson. Uh, Sorry, Dax- Doctor Jackson's by yeah. uh, by Daniel videos by Daniel Jackson, uh, just explaining the Stargate program. It's like an orientation series of orientation videos. And I got the idea that this guy's and and she's like, hey, hey, buddy, hey, like we're we're being invaded. Yeah, like there are people outside. They're gonna shoot us dead. Like we should go. And he's like, oh, one more minute. Oh, one more minute. And and then she's like, hey, no, like we got to go now. And by the time they go, uh, this was a humorous, the only humorous moment in the episode. They open the door and there's a literal gunfight right outside with their forces, like shooting at like incoming, like spec ops forces. Yeah. And they like kind of, oh, and like blumber along. And I think she gets shot at some point. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Again, their little subplot doesn't really He gets matter. to be the hero and like pick her up and yeah. But it it has no real bearing on anything that's going on. There's also, um, uh, I can't remember what her name is, but she's played by uh, actress Mingna, who is like, 
You need you need uh, a solid actor for your like genre like sci-fi or like fantasy TV show like she's there. <laughs> like she, I, there, you know, there what? Was a, I was gonna. There, there was a little uh, period there from like the like mid two thousands to like mid twenty tens where she was in like every like sci-fi TV show. I was going to say everything that she was in. They were like, okay, who can we afford that can carry the show a little bit, and. Re- Inevitably, she would be on that show to some extent. Yeah. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is actually kind of a get for this series. His casting really surprised me. Ming-Naz did I not, was... but Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips being in the show was uh, is a treat. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's great um, in the show, too. What's the like was a resolution of this? There's kind of like a standoff. Uh, they're, right? They're... Where people are like... So... Uh, to to get back to Mingna real quick though, her character she's not military, she's civilian oversight. Um, she wants to negotiate a prisoner exchange, and Colonel Young is like, "That's stupid." She's like, "Let's do it anyway." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so she ends up talking to the the lead the the bad bitch of the uh, Illusion Alliance. Oh, she a bad bitch. Um, and she's like, "Why am I talking to you, not the military?" And in a uh, this this is the scene that actually made me laugh. Um, uh, she's like, so why am I talking to you, not the military? Ming-Na why am I talking like, to a civilian? Yeah, uh, and Mingna is like, oh, on our world, uh, the military works for uh, it, or, or, the civilians are in charge of the military, not the other way around. And uh, the bad bitch looks over to Lou Diamond Phillips. She's like, is that true? And he's like, eh, eh, kind of rolls his eyes at it. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, (laughs) you can tell he's like he kind of like roll. He's like, yeah, in a very like annoyed manner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it made me laugh. Yeah, I I I caught that that part and I liked that part, too. And she's like, okay, well, I guess if I have to converse uh, with a peasant. Yeah. So after um, uh, so bad bitch is all mad because one of her people is dead and they're like, we didn't do that. And uh colonel telford is like yeah that's right they didn't do it they wouldn't do something like that yada 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 the resolution to all of this is there is no resolution because this is part one of part two it it sure is and it kind of it basically kind of just ends with like well we're running out of time and we got to do something yeah and what that is we don't know we don't know (laughs) because it's part one of the the season one finale yeah and um, um, well, I guess uh, with that being said, um, I will ask the siege himself. Yep, siege. You literally just got a random episode of Stargate Universe. Yep. Uh, would you tune in next week? Uh, I did actually. Back when this show was originally airing, I watched every episode as it as it aired. So yeah, I would. Still, I've been meaning to go back. Uh, and rewatch through this series lately, especially since it's been uh, over a decade now. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And I do own the show on uh, on DVD. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you know me. I can like sit there and. Uh, Medication. Yep. It's one hell of a drug. Um, and uh, despite the 
when it's like a job or when it's like an interest or something for the podcast, I can switch my ADHD gears and um, go, okay, let's like pay attention to this. Oh my God. Despite the fact like 80% of the episode is like dudes like being like, oh, 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 and like shooting guns down like spaceship corridors. It's so boring. This episode is very drawn out. Oh, they, it's this, so boring. This didn't it's need so to drawn be two, out. This didn't need to be a two-parter. Not, this didn't not need to be slightly. 40 minutes. There's <laughs> four minutes of like dialogue and action that matter. And then a lot of like dramatic like suspense. The suffocation scene at the beginning is feels like 15 minutes. Oh, we didn't even touch on the fact that at one point uh, Colonel Carter shows up in the uh, the Daedalus to like try and uh, save. Uh, oh yeah, Doctor Rush from the Lucian Alliance. But then, uh, as the planet starts destabilizing, because uh, they dial the nine gate address and it destabil the planet was going to explode. Yeah, because it was destabilizing the planet's core. Uh, she's like, "Well, uh, time to get the fuck out of here." And she actually had to abandon two of her um, uh, two of her F three hundred two fighters. Oh right. That's right. Yeah. Cuz uh, uh you know they were trying Certain to boost, death, huh? Uh you, you know they were trying to boost cool. ratings in this show because uh I'll they <laughs> because they got uh they got Colonel Carter, uh General O'Neill. I noticed and, and a little uh video the little video cameo of uh, a little Daniel YouTube Jackson. of Daniel Jackson. Yeah, I was like, "Oh wow, they're pulling uh, spare no expense <laughs> for uh for the finale here." Yeah, they're really really trying to boost ratings here with this um, um yeah. oh man nothing could sell me less on watching another episode of a tv show Unfair. <laughs> i haven't said that on the laser comb <laughs> podcast until now uh because when i see all of these familiar things that hook me it just makes me want to watch sg1 like i'd just rather just go back and binge sg1 so yeah that's fair and uh, as i mentioned at the uh, uh at the beginning of this episode of the podcast um Show doesn't know who show isn't really for anyone. It, yeah. it alienates except ex- you, except me. Apparently, it <laughs> uh, alienated most existing fans, and it's too steep. It's too like knee deep in Stargate lore that it's almost impenetrable to new viewers. So it's it's a show for like literally no one. <laughs> yeah, and indeed, somebody that's like off and on watched a lot of SG One, not all of it. Didn't really watch Atlantis. Yeah. Right. Fan of the movie, though. This ain't this ain't for me. <laughs> I'm one of the people it's not for. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, well, that was um, episode 46 of the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, best way to support the show is go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. At the single $5 tier, you get bonus preamble audio. You get commentary tracks. You get our news show, Lasercomb Tonight. And you also get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast. So go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Or you can follow me on Twitter at lasercomb, spelled the same way. And Cal, you are at... And I am at NeoCal on Twitter, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we're going to be back next week with a, another theme that was chosen by our patrons over at uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb. It is, uh, I put up a poll for what people wanted to see the, uh, the theme of this podcast to be in the month of September. And uh, what ended up winning out was educational shows. That's right. Yeah. I'm September back to school time kind of makes sense, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Never even thought about that, but yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's fun that that's what actually won the poll. So the first uh, 
educational series that we have settled on is uh, Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego? That's right. Not to be confused with Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, the uh, children's uh, game show. Yeah, the, uh, the children's game show that aired on PBS in the early 90s. This is an animated series that aired on Fox Kids from like between 1994 and 1996, I think. Uh, it wasn't a show. I, I really liked the game show. I didn't watch the cartoon too, too much. Same but... here, here and there, like a couple episodes. I think I saw commercials for it more than anything else, to be honest. Mm. Uh, uh, so you to... know what? Yeah. <laughs> so to figure out what episode we're going to watch, we uh, are going to go to the old uh, trusty random number generator. So I'm going to hit the old number generator. Going to hit screen share here. How many episodes are there? There are uh 40. so uh random number generator uh one random numbers between one and 40 and here we go 32. 32. 32. that is season four the first episode of season oh. four the trial of carmen san diego oh shit. interesting oh She's on trial for stealing the Magna Carta. Fun. It should be good. Uh, that show is available to watch in its entirety for free on YouTube. So there'll be join us. <laughs> we we will spare no expense, damn it, when we that, watch this right. show. When we watch this show for free on YouTube. Anyway, spare we'll no be, expense. We'll be uh, back next week with that. And uh, until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. I've been NeoCal. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye.